Hi everyone and welcome to a very special edition of Creativity Reframed. Usually it's Dawn Payne in the hot seat asking questions, but we're turning the tables for this episode. I'm Victoria Meakin and I'm delighted to say I'll be putting the questions to both Dawn Payne and Valerie Bounds in their capacity as the two founders of Aurora, the creative customer experience agency that was born during the pandemic and straddles the worlds of entertainment, digital play, gaming and tech and is described as the world's first creative experience agency for the metaverse. With Aurora, Dawn and Val have introduced a new model, Agile Agency, which they describe as fit for purpose in our post-pandemic world. They each have over 25 years of award-winning industry experience and expertise, fusing a wonderful mix of agency and CMO perspectives. Prior to Aurora, Val, give us away, Val, led digital strategy and development for major agencies such as Ogilvy, Code and Uniform, and has been described by The Drum as one of the world's most creative women. And before co-founding Aurora, Dawn led some of the world's biggest brands such as Nintendo and Universal Pictures. She's a renowned disruptor and the woman who brought gaming into the mainstream. Hello, both. Hello, Tor. Great to speak to you. And uh, the first thing I want to point out, of course, is we're going to be talking about how COVID has changed the ways that we all work and communicate. And one thing to highlight is that we're speaking to each other from different hemispheres, aren't we? Which is pretty cool. I'm down in New Zealand and uh, yeah. you're both back in the UK, as I think of it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, Dawn, I'm going to start with a question for you. And uh, it's been a tumultuous 18 months business-wise, um, personally for everybody on the planet really. And uh, I wondered, uh, how has this period of huge change during the past 18 months impacted you both as a business leader, but also on a personal level? Sure. Um, I had a good think about this question. Um, and it's interesting because normally I'm asking the question. So it was quite nice to be able to reflect on it myself. Um, I think probably the biggest, um, thing I would say is that um, probably like many people um, I've used the last 18 to 24 months um, to really kind of dig deep into on a personal level into my own resilience mm -hmm. and kind of tapping into that really um, I think on a number of levels I think obviously with everything being so frightening um, for such kind of long periods of time and I think we sometimes perhaps forget that yeah. um, as you know we maybe start to become maybe slightly not numb, um, but slightly more used to kind of the world that we now inhabit. But I certainly remember long periods where it was just really, really scary um, on quite a visceral level, level, both for my family and friends and my parents living, you know, quite near to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think the other part of it where I think resilience was really important was um, those moments of incarceration and just feeling really bored and trapped. Um, and, um, and as quite a creative person, I think that I found that really challenging. So I think that, I think by kind of facing into kind of, an, an, you know, trying to tap into my resilience, I think for me, the period on a personal level, which then flowed into my kind of professional life, was really around kind of creativity and entrepreneurialism mm -hmm. and kind of really using those two things together to kind of get me through it both personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. And I guess professionally, as you've mentioned, you know, because of COVID, as hor horrible as it's been, you know, from a professional point of view, 
it's been a really interesting and and kind of quite nourishing experience you know i've i've, I've got to um, build an agency with a, a wonderful co-founder in Val. um we've got to do really bonkers things together um over the last kind of 18 months or so um and and i think we've kind of taken the opportunity to be quite thoughtful and to really kind of reimagine quite bravely i think um, what the kind of agency model should fundamentally look like and mm -hmm. something that the world needs, I think, as we kind of come through all of these multiple phases of crisis that we're, that we're in right now. And, and I think hence the metaverse piece that you talked about at the start. And it's something mm -hmm. that Val and I are both personally very, very interested in, which is it's very jargony, of course, I think now at the moment. But I think our very layman's version of it would be it is that kind of intersection of all things physical and digital and that collision. Right. And I think that has been a massive motif of COVID, of the opportunities that are created when those two things collide in all kinds of different ways. So I think with all of that kind of melting pot of stuff going on, um, it really gave us that clarity to create something which we believe is is hopefully really interesting um, and seems to be so because, you know, we've got some really great clients um, both globally and in the UK, we're working with people like Lego, we're working with really kind of cool um, technology brands um, such as such as Edge. So um, quite an interesting mix of kind of terrifying, but kind of really exciting at the same time is probably how I would describe it. Cool. Terrifying and really exciting. So yeah. Val, Val, when you, you face into terrifying and really exciting, um, could you tell me how... As a female leader, uh, you've been able to use creativity and problem solving personally through your work. And also, second part to the question, is there anything that you can share about what business um, or what your business or your team is doing to harness creativity in new ways to make a difference at this time? Well, it's, a, it's a big question, isn't it? Sorry, I, yes, I, I need to breathe now. No, yeah. No, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, to, just to unpack that a little bit, yeah, from a personal level, um, and the, the female perspective is an interesting one, isn't it? Because I do ruminate over that and how big an impact that makes, you know, and has made through my career. And I think Dawn's very much the same. You know, both been women in digital and tech for a very long time. You, you hear the stats about how small a percentage of, of women there are, in, particularly in leadership and founding roles in, in that space. Mm -hmm. um, and we've you know, navigated that in our own, own ways over time. And I certainly, you know, I can't deny that um, I've had to develop certain skills as a female in that space. Um, and, and, and that has meant being very creative. But I think I'm naturally, you know, I am a natural creative problem solver. That's what pushes my buttons. I bring that to everything probably that that I do. Um, and I think in meeting Dawn, she's very much the same. And that, that's what's appealed to both of us and, and has been a, a kind of sat behind the thinking and founding a creative agency during a pandemic. Um, and working remotely, as you know, as we're doing now, mm -hmm. speaking to you, you, you in New Zealand. Um, and we've we've been very creative in the way we've approached that. We've been very kind of focused on what we want from a business as female leaders as well. And so, in designing the business, we did we did consider everything to do with that and how could we model that that agency very creatively. And I feel like we've we've achieved that in our you know under our first year really of of being in business. And then one of the main things that we we wanted to do was bring creativity from every corner every angle every sector and so in our model we have a core team but we also 
um, have a collective model and, and that gets talked about quite a lot these days, but we genuinely do. Um, uh, <laughs> we, what we, what we really do believe that creativity comes from every, everyone and everybody can be creative. And that when you put together a team to tackle any kind of challenge or brief, um, that should consider different minds from different places. And so we have a kind of, um, Dawn refers to it as an Avengers Assemble model where we kind of will compile a, yes, a creative team, but we might bring in, you know, a futurist, a DJ, um, a creative technologist, an academic, you know, or more, more of those kind of people. And we're actively trying to bring in different minds because we think the world is actually facing a, well, we know the world's facing some very big problems at the moment. And it's only by bringing all of these people together that we can really tackle that. Um, and be the great, you know, greater than the sum of parts. Um, mm. and, and the pandemic, as Dawn said, and, and as you've mentioned, has meant that we can work in different ways and we can bring minds together uh, on a global basis. And that, that has been possible for a long time, but it's not necessarily been an accepted way of working. Fantastic. And uh, Dawn, to keep the focus on uh, female leaders, I was wondering, do you yeah. think, is there anything that female leaders in particular have, have brought to bear to help the world reset through this period and uh, secondly who inspires you as a female leader and why yeah I mean, it's it's kind of been i think that has been one of the really positive things i think coming through this period of the thing that we always knew which was how wonderful women are in positions of leadership and what we kind of bring to the party has been so clearly documented and evidenced now um I think for me, I've been kind of, I've been fortunate enough actually to be um, a member of a female leadership group called um, WACL, which is Women in Advertising Communications Leadership. Okay. Um, and I've been in that now for about 10 years. And, you know, we are a gender equality campaigning group. And so we've kind of really kind of doubled down um, again during COVID to be very kind of purpose led and kind of lead from the front. And so it, I think with that in mind, it's been kind of lovely to see you know, completely new archetypes of leadership being kind of redefined during this period. You know, that whole kind of Trumpian, tub-thumping, um, very kind of aggressive model, mm -hmm. I think perhaps for some is now actually being seen as really quite outdated. And I think some of the, you know, without being kind of too gender specific, but some of the new kind of attributes around kind of pragmatism, level-headedness, um, benevolence, I think, are starting to come through much, much more strongly. Um, and I think for me, for me personally, I think, you know, you know, rather than maybe talk about some of the well-documented well kind of female leaders and the wonderful job that they've done, I think one that kind of really inspired me and kind of stood out, um, which kind of really demonstrated, I think, that activism and strength that's coming through from kind of younger women in particular, um, was again, it was that when we were in that really quite dark period, when the capital riots had been happening in the US. Yeah. And I just remember that moment in time of watching um, Joe Biden's inauguration. And I'd never heard of her actually, but I remember distinctly the moment when Amanda Gorman kind of did, yeah. um, did that wonderful poem, The Hill We Climb. Um, and I just remember it was so kind of powerful on so many levels. It was just yeah. so optimistic um and and really again a really great example of the power of creativity and the spoken word and just kind of how incredibly powerful that can be so i think uh, of probably everything that's kind of happened over the last few years that was definitely i think quite a seminal quite a seminal moment for me 
it just left you agog didn't it uh, the performance of uh, that poem yeah. she was she was such a powerhouse up there yeah. um presenting it and uh, you know not to sound patronizing but but so young as well and, and capable yeah. of something so amazing um Val uh, I'm going to focus on brand for a minute and and the role that that brand has played I mean how do you think marketing creativity and brand will evolve as uh, we move through and uh, hopefully beyond the pandemic mm, well it's certainly been a, you know a very uh, turbulent and unusual time for brands it's uh, it's been um you know we talk about we talk about we were talking about transformation for years before uh before the pandemic hit and then suddenly brands were hit by this time where a lot of them couldn't function or had to very rapidly change or adapt mm -hmm. where marketing messages weren't appropriate any longer where things had to be done differently and where people's behaviors completely changed necessarily um you know everybody was in a period of shock as, as dawn said um, what, what was the right thing to do? There was a lot of debate at the start about what should brands do? Some of them were shutting down and furloughing completely. Others were having to adapt and change. Other businesses were trying to be very, you know, very purposeful. And, um, and, and all of them knew that whatever was gonna happen, that, well, what they, what they knew was the, that they were gonna face a period of great unknowns, that nobody knew what the economy would do, or mm -hmm. we still really don't. Um, we know that you know, we, we've gone through a very massive, period of transition um, and so what do you do as a brand <laughs> and it really it, it does depend who you are and then alongside all of this we've got everything that's happening with the climate um, we've got the, the, the way that behaviors are changing we've got Gen Z coming through a very different view on how brands should operate mm -hmm. we've got new things like the creator economy now driving how um, that, that generation interact with brands um, you know there's so much for brands to take on um, I think it's been amazing how some of them have adapted and pivoted and, 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 and really kind of embraced the change and gone with it. Um, uh, you know, and it, I think it's a very interesting time in marketing because, you know, we know increasingly we're all very reliant on digital. Um, we, we've already mentioned the metaverse, that, yeah. that term that's flying around left, right and center, you know. Um, and that's quite probably quite an intimidating thing for a lot of brands to try and get their heads around of the certain amount of cynicism and mm. skepticism about that. Mm. We're great believers in the metaverse, Dawn and myself. We, we, we absolutely yeah. love the idea of it. We're very excited by it. And we want to help brands understand it and, and work within it. We believe it's here now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we believe it's future that, that that generation are very active. Um, but it's, it's understanding what that space is for brands um, and, and how to work within it. So I think there's a lot of opportunities um, again, as, as Dawn talked about, we, we view things in a very non-linear way. That's we talk about non-linear marketing. We love to get, you know, some new jargon out there. But yeah. um, basically, it is it's that convergence of, of digital, uh, physical, the way people experience life and, and the world has, has very much changed and has accelerated greatly through the pandemic. I think it's quite exciting times for brands. I think there's an mm -hmm. awful lot of innovation and interesting things they can do. I think it's a, a time of great unknowns for them as well. Um, and as such, the agency model that, you know, we, we're working to has had to change. Uh, it's great for us because we've started in a time where we can very much build whatever that needs to be. Um, yeah. and, and we aren't, we're kind of unencumbered by having any kind of 
um, previous setup, which means we can't adapt and change. That's been one of our great advantages. And mm. certainly it's something that the brands that we're working with um, are, are, are really um, happy that we're able to support them in that way and adapt in that way. So I think it, it could be the shape of things to come. But yeah, I think it's exciting times. I think it's also quite intimidating times for, for brands as well. Sure thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dawn, to uh, go a bit global with this question, I wondered, um, what are your hopes uh, of uh, what we as a society will learn from this whole pandemic experience? Mm. It, it's interesting. My, um, my, both mine and Val's husbands are teachers, and my, mine is a history teacher. And um, he's always reminding me of the fact that, you know, we are living through a moment in history you know that kind of once in a generational moment mm. and and i just particularly hope that people don't lose sight of you know the this entire period of change that we're kind of going through right, right now mm. um i'm a, i'm always optimistic so um and, and maybe to kind of this is my favorite quote ever because it, it makes me howl but i also think it's so true um, and it was a, well, from my history A level, it was a quote from Catherine the Great, which was um, a great wind is blowing and that can either give you a headache or fire the imagination. And I just think it one. really kind of captures, <laughs> you know, to, that, that glass half full, glass half empty of how we kind of want to move through, through the other side of this. And I just I just hope that I think building on what Val, I think, was talking about, you know, touching on climate, actually of mm. almost the maybe intersectionality, I think, between as we come through COVID, that's mm. obviously the next major crisis that we're trying to tackle. And I think that, you know, if we can maybe be bigger, less incremental in the thinking, and we kind of channel all of that energy community that we found when our backs were going through up against the wall with COVID, yeah. and find a way somehow to deploy that into the next much, much, much bigger challenge, actually, which is everything that's going on with the environment. Sure. I think that that's the hope that almost we learn and then we deploy the learnings into into what will no doubt be a much bigger challenge. If I can end uh, with a question uh, to you both, please. And uh, I want to sort of take it back down to maybe a more personal level and ask, uh, what do you most enjoy about working with each other as co-founders of Aurora? Um, Val, can I start with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, I think, you know, we... <laughs> Dawn and I met and it was like a meeting of the minds I think we met on a train on the way to be judges for the Beamer Awards um, and we struck it off immediately and I think Dawn mentioned her optimism and I think we're both very similar we're both very up people yes um, and what I absolutely love working about Dawn is that, that nothing is impossible nothing is um, too much you know, she's so open to creativity, so open to ideas. Mm -hmm. I think we spark off each other hugely. Um, we talk about radiators and drains, don't we, Dawn? And we're very much radiators, um, <laughs> and, uh, which is probably quite terrifying for people at times. But um, it means that we're very much kind of vibing all the time and coming up with um, maybe ridiculous, bonkers ideas, but um, they forge into something really strong and really good and I think that's what's pushing Aurora forwards is is we've both got a lot of energy and a lot of, of um positivity mm -hmm. um and uh, yeah I think uh, if 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 we weren't in that kind of same mindset I think we'd struggle <laughs> on either side yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, and Dawn, um, what about you? Um, so uh, something Val and I um, often talk about is that um, even though you mightn't realise it, um, we're both a pair of nerds in kind of slightly different versions of nerds. Right. Um, I think Val's more of a kind of cool nerd. And I'm just some kind of like weird <laughs> 1970s nerd. Um, but I think actually, you know, kind of gaming, um, popular culture, superhero stuff, what's going on in, you know, Roblox and gaming and all the rest of it mm -hmm. probably belies the fact that we're two Gen X women that perhaps one wouldn't expect from that, from, you know, how dare we, women of our age being, being rebels. <laughs> um, I think... Um, I think the other bit, which is great, I think on probably a bit more of a kind of professional level is that because I think Val's kind of so strong, I think with her agency background, and then I kind of bring that real client perspective. I think there's such a, we have such interesting conversations mm -hmm. when we're kind of tackling briefs and problem solving where, you know, we'll, we'll quite often in a non kind of artificial way, uh, you know, we'll kind of be like, well, how will the kind of client feel about that? And mm -hmm. so, so I think that's that's quite in, an interesting dynamic. I think that we bring um, in terms of how we work. I think the the other bit, I think for me is that I'm probably um, more unstructured than Val in in kind of I'm I'm a bit more kind of ideas will just pop from all over the place. Mm -hmm. And Val's super creative and super strategic as well, but. I think that I've said this to Val before, she's much more kind of, she's got a really kind of good way of systematizing her right. creativity. Yeah. Um, whereas I'm just a bit random. Um, <laughs> so I think, again, I think that's quite helpful how those kind of two things mm. kind of come together. Sure. Um, and I think that the final thing I would probably say about Val as well is that, you know, it's just such good fun working together. Because I think, as, as Val was saying, we quite, quite often we just go off on one together mm -hmm. and I think sometimes even working with our kind of you know globally connected kind of really young team there are moments when we just literally go off on some kind of random brainstorm and our team we can just see her on the calls going yeah they've done it again <laughs> they've just gone off into bonkers land together yeah. um and and part of it I think is because you know Val is so super bright and super smart um, that I kind of feel like I learn from her all the time. Um, and, and and she's really kind as well. She's a really kind of kind person and she quite often uh, hides her, her very bright light under a bushel, um, whereas I'm a bit more, slight, slightly more gobby, um, <laughs> I guess. Um, but, but, you know, um, but I like to chat as well, though, to be fair. It's not to say she doesn't like to chat. She really does. problem there. <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of it's uh yeah, it was definitely I think a uh, a stars aligning kind of moment of serendipity when we it sounds like some kind of 1940s movie yeah. we met on a train. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely <laughs> does. I love the train story. I, I didn't realize that at all. Oh, I'm so pleased we ended on that question. It's uh it, it's it's a warm fuzzy glow in the room now, which uh, which is quite nice and um Thank you so much, Dawn and uh, Val, for, for giving me a dose of Aurora today. Uh, I very much appreciate it. I feel uh, like I'm going to carry it away with me now. It's been it's been so nice to chat to you. And uh, you. yeah, um, I will uh, I will watch Aurora with interest. Thank you very much.